Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back after that ice cream break. We've thoroughly been enjoying it here in the studio. Going from one dynamic entrepreneur to another who is always building up entrepreneurs and building up people within our community. Khalil Aleka from Accidental Muslim. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the studio. Assalamu Thank you for having me. Khalil, you are from Cape Town. This show today is all from everybody from out of town. It's such a pleasure to have you here. We've been watching you and your social media presence has been gaining momentum with you profiling people all across the country, people in different fields, in various fields. And today we're turning the mics around, so yeah. there's no chance for you to do an interview. Exactly that. It's weird, <laughs> but let's, yeah, let's go. Let's go ahead and do it. Tell us a little bit about who you are. So I'm, I'm an ordinary person. I mean, I, uh, I, do, I wanted to study and I studied BCom in uh, computer science. Mm -hmm. And what happened is my first year I failed computer science because I didn't have a computer. And so, you know, the, the, those tutorials that you need to do within the time limit, yes. I failed it. And then I moved on to information systems. And that's when I finished my degree. And I ordered a job after that. But I was always into the MSA, always developing the youth and empowering uh, our youth. And what I did is I started uh, StickTheHalal.com, which is about, you know, yes. uh, the uh, uh, online profile of all halal businesses. And I sold that business. And then I started, um, I don't know if you know what, uh, Islamographic, that's about taking an infographic and Islam and making it more creative for the youth, for, for it to appeal to youth. And so that was about, uh, about four years ago and that's what I sold that as well. And, and yeah, and that's what I do, that's what I do generally. I, just, I love thinking of creative ways to, to make Islam more appealing for the youth. So this has been something that's not new then, because the birth of accidental Muslims sounds like it started a while ago, because you're always wanting to give back to profile people in communities and to talk about developing our communities. Um, hopefully you're not selling accidental Muslim anytime soon. But what I've loved about it when I've watched it is how many people you so selflessly give the space to. Yeah. So you started in information systems. You've had this background of already wanting to give back to the community and giving information back. But now you've made this huge. How did Accidental Muslims even start? Okay, so it started last year. And myself, Zahir, <laughs> um, myself and Zahir Parker, who's the other co-founder, he, he has an attorney background. And um, so he also went through like a really traumatic personal challenge. Uh, he was in, you know, sick for three years, and Alhamdulillah is cured now. So he wanted to start something, and both of us came from the MSA days. And he was telling me, Khalil, let's start something. And I was, I'm still an avid fan of podcasting. I said, you know what? There's no real Islamic podcast. Yes. You know, where we where we interview uh, people yes. from with Islamic values. So he said, but what's podcasting? And then he did some research, and he said, okay, let's do it. And that's how we started. So we bought a mic on Amazon. And it didn't work, the mic was <laughs> cheap. And then we bought another mic, a really good mic. And then we started recording and interviewing one another. And we tried to really structure the, the questions and what really worked and what didn't work. And then it came to editing and he said, uh, Zaid, do you not edit? No, Khalil, do you not edit? No. <laughs> and so that's how we had to, had to learn ourselves. And we did some YouTube and, and really, I mean, figure things out every day at a time. And then it's time, now who do we interview? So we interviewed our friends. And that's how it started. And we didn't know what's going to end. I mean, then now I'm going to end up here, to be honest. Absolutely. And when did Accidental Muslims actually start? It started our first three episodes. So we, we obviously interviewed three people and then we, we published it. And then we had to learn how to publish on podcast. Yeah. Then we published it on the 14th of October last year. So that's a huge leap. And that's a massive uh, amount of strides that you've taken in a very short space of time. 
Alhamdulillah, yeah. as I said, we didn't expect that. And um, so what we, what we realized is that the youth actually need these, yes. these kind of platforms. They, uh, our youth are, are quite shy of their Muslim identity. Yes. And so when they see these kind of leaders on the platform, talking about normal things, talking about their careers, how they excel in life and career, and a bit of Islamic values, and then that's kind of appealing for them. So you're basically making this information very accessible to youth. But what I found is even people in my generation, I don't consider ourselves youth, but I found we able to access it and we able to be inspired by it. Because when I watch it, I almost feel like it's what we do on this show is exactly what you're doing on podcasts. And I love how you are profiling uh, people within our community. How do you choose who you're going to be profiling? How do you choose who are the people that you want to take out? Because there are so many. That's the thing. We got a long list of yeah. Joburg people and Durban people and Cape Town people. I mean, our, our schedule goes to next year. Yeah. And so it's very difficult to choose, but it's more referrals. Yes. Um, if I interview Femmes, Femmes will say, okay, interview someone else. And, yes. And, and that's how it works. Uh, but we're also trying to really diversify. Uh, so, for example, if we interviewed a, someone in the media, we won't do it again for the next you know, couple of months. Yes. And that's what we're looking for. But I must go back and, uh, uh, and, and mention accidental Muslims, because a lot of people ask why accidental yes. Muslims. Yes. Um, for me, it's a personal story. When I was brought up, I thought um, I was Muslim by accident, because my parents were Muslim. So, we were randomly Muslim. And, and I think we, most of yes. the youth go through that stages where they, they actually switch. Okay, I'm going to be purposeful Muslim. Yes. And so I told her, let's make it accidental Muslims because it will appeal for the youth, to the youth because that's a, it's a youth brand. Yes. It will also appeal to non-Muslims because they will want to find out what is accidental Muslims. And Alhamdulillah, that worked. Uh, we have non-Muslim people also listening. I have to tell you, that was one of the reasons I actually tapped into your page because I wanted to know, what does he mean an accidental Muslim? Like, what was his angle on the whole thing? And I'm glad you actually shared that with us because I was going to ask you how that name came about. Was that a, a huge winning target uh, with getting people in? Uh, definitely. I mean, I didn't. We, we, we initially, so you initially said, like, let's think of an Arabic name. But I think, but then the youth won't be attracted to it. It isolates them. Yeah, it isolates them uh, and it isolates the, the non-Muslims, you know. And I yes. don't like using the term non-Muslim. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, so now we have two audiences or three audiences. We have the youth, we have working professionals and, you know, the, the normal He's people. He's so like polite you. calling us working professionals instead of calling us any other name. <laughs> and also non-Muslims. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Khalil, um, I'm saying Zahir because yeah. I'm listening to Zahir's name. Tell me a little bit about with regards to this, do you think you're also combating a, a, a raging trend of Islamophobia that we see? That's that's one of the reasons why we started it, and because of the um, because of Islamophobia, we want you to show that non, that, that Muslims are normal people. Yes, the Muslims have normal problems. Muslims need to work, they need to pray, they need to do like everything what other uh, other people do. And, and these are the stories that we tell one another. And I mean, when non-Muslims see that, okay, but Muslims are normal. And they're also leaders in what they do. Yes. And then, then that's amazing. And how have you been received when you go into different communities, when you're going into different areas? You've targeted Durban, you've targeted Johannesburg, and you've targeted Cape Town. How has this been received? Not just from family and friends. We'll come into that because I want to speak about a comment you made last night at the event about time management. How have you been received uh, with regards to the general communities? So, you know, it's been really, really well received. I mean, I, I never expected, I'll give you an example. So we did a launch uh, last month, uh, August in Durban, 
And what we do with podcasting, you don't really know who listens to yes. the podcast. You just see the downloads. And you yes. just see how many people subscribe and you don't know who subscribes. And so when we have interactions and these connections and people tell you, I, I actually listen to the podcast. And it's like, wow, like last night at the Michael meetup. Yes. It was amazing meeting people that actually listen to the podcast. And so... And you realize it's not just your wife or your mother downloading no, uh, your, uh, your card. Like they, don't, they don't listen to the podcast. They don't have time. So the story is that in Durban, there was this lady that came up to me and she said, Khalil, thanks so much for the podcast. I said, yeah, okay. No problem. She said, no, it changed my life. I said, okay, how did that change your life? She said, no, I've been going through really a personal challenge at the, at the moment and, and I've been through a divorce and I'm lonely and I'm, I'm, I'm the, on, in the flat, in the beachfront in Durban and I'm nothing to do and I stumbled on the podcast. And it. this podcast helped me bring purpose in my life and I come was blown away. And I think, you know, we don't realize how many people we impact or how many people this ends up what ripple effects start from just doing one specific thing. And it ties in with making sure your naya is always clear. Exactly. That's important. And the intention is important. And obviously we don't do it. This, this, this is not success. I mean, um, all this praise and thanks is to Allah. Definitely. Alhamdulillah, without a doubt. And I think, but I think you've got to give credit where Allah has used you as an instrument for that. We're going to be taking a very quick ad break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Khalil about how he manages to balance his entire life, including family life. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back after that ad break. We in our last segment speaking to a remarkable inspiring individual who is building up communities, who's building up and showcasing Muslim talent that we have. I always say, you know, we have no idea the amount of talent that lies within our community, that we don't even have to look further than that to know what we've got, what we're blessed with. And people like the group of accidental Muslims are doing just that. Khalil, I would be completely remiss to leave this as a last question, so I'm going to ask it to you right now. We ask women that come onto our show, how do you balance it? And my husband always states that, you know, these days we seem to forget that husbands are not like they were before. They play an active role in the family. They are active parents and they play an equal role. So I have to ask you, how do you manage to balance it all? Well, that artwork tells us how we're balancing it all. <laughs> how are you managing to balance family life, work life, professional life? Because both you and Zahir are working on a full-time basis. And on top of that, you've got accidental Muslims, which takes a lot of time. When I look at the amount that you're putting in, not just with your interviews, but you're putting in with regards to um, the content on your pages and you advertising sure. it, people don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes. How do you manage it all? How well, do you find uh, the balance? Well, it's just surviving, to be honest. I mean, it's difficult, as you say, um, balancing between work, professional, uh, family, because I, I'm a dad, I change nappies too. Awesome. Um, and I do everything that, you know, a real dad's supposed to do. Um, and so it's that, and then obviously Accidental Muslims is, is a part-time gig. You know, uh, so he's an attorney and I'm, I'm a, a skilled IT professional mm -hmm. as well. Very difficult to balance. Uh, I gave a talk last night about, yes. you know, balancing and, and time management is not about that's it. You, may, you made a statement and you said, and it's, uh, it really affected me a lot because you said time management is emotional. Yeah. Time management is not about skills and apps and calendars and checklists. Time management is, is, is emotional because what dictates how we spend our time is, you know, those, those, those feelings of fear and anxiety and guilt. Yes. You know, at the moment, I'm here in Janice, but my, you know, Aziza, my wife and the children are in Cape Town. 
And that's typical. And, you, and then my, my sons call me, you know, a WhatsApp call. And, hi, Daddy, when are you coming home? It's typical. I must mention also that the ladies behind Accidental Muslims are yes. our wives. Are his wife, Zubaydah, and my wife, Aziza. And, and I think they, the care needs to be, be given there. I'm so glad that you said that because I think very often people discount that you are only able to do what you do if you have a partner behind you who's willing to push you and support you on it. So hats off to these amazing wives and who are willing to share so much of both of you with everyone because you are traveling often, you are obviously doing a lot of interviews all over. So it does take away a lot of family time and I think hats off to them for being willing definitely, to share it. Definitely, definitely. When you mentioned Accidental Muslim and we spoke about the idea behind the name and why you thought of it, we also spoke about the fact that it was impacting uh, non-Muslim communities and it was targeting specifically uh, this anti, uh, this Islamophobia. And I think what's all, what I loved about it is you showcasing Muslim women in a completely different light mm. compared to what the media has shown Muslim women. You're showing strong uh, Muslim women who are out there making a change and making a difference. And you have a very amazing story of someone who actually reverted after uh, being in touch with you. Yeah, look, obviously Alma is the one who guides. Yes. But one of the reasons accidentally was starting is because to, because of Islamophobia. And so we had this this lovely woman, elderly woman in the home in Pretoria, alone, white lady, and she listens to the podcast. She listens to the po the episode every every time, and um, she came to Cape Town, and I met her, and I asked her like, why why did you revert? She said. One of the reasons was accidental Muslims. Alhamdulillah. And, and, and that's just amazing how we, how we don't see that impact, but now meeting meeting was amazing. She's also coming to the leadership conference with a pension money. She's flying amazing. down and, and it's just amazing. Tell me about this leadership conference. I've been seeing it advertised. I see names that I know, names that I don't know. And that's even more exciting mm -hmm. because it means there are so many more people we haven't tapped into. Tell me about why start, why start a leadership conference? What was the, the point behind it? So the podcast is online. Right. And you see us all over social media. Yes. And I thought what the real connection is, you know, face to face. Yes. So we have meetups also once a month in Cape Town and, and in Durban. And then we thought, why can't we have a marquee annual event where we bring the whole community together? And so the proof of concept is at the end of this, at the end of this month in Cape Town at the Baxter on the 30th of September, where we, inter where we showcase amazing leaders in different fields, in yes. media, in law, in investments, uh, in, in any field, even in outdoors. We have, we have this amazing guy, Farid Bahadin. He's an amazing story as well. He was really fat, and then he decided to um, just leave the couch, and he named his movement, his community, leavethecouch.com. I'm actually following him on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, so he's a, he's a trail runner, and now yes. people, and his blog won the best blog 2016, best outdoor Fantastic. blog 2016. And so he comes on the stage and he tells his story. So what we're doing at the conference, we're showcasing women and men, and our, and our objective was to have more women than yes. men. And, and that's what we're trying to do. I, I did particularly see that and I did note it. And one of my overseas friends also mentioned that it was impressive to see more Muslim women taking platforms and being showcased and be having an opportunity to share their stories because communities are developed from the lap of women. Definitely. I mean, I, as I said, I come back from the embassy days and back in the day when we used to organize conferences, we struggled to find women speakers or women scholars. 
And I told her, let's just focus on the woman. In fact, next time you just have a woman conference. I, I like that. <laughs> and I like, um, I, I've noticed also at the uh, leadership conference, we've got the little young Mufti Mink yeah, that's so, going so to be there. Yeah, so part of what accidental Muslims... That's it, you're touching into the youth. Exactly. What part, part of what accidental Muslim does is, is, so we're mentoring this young guy. He wants to be an aspiring speaker. Oh. So he's going to give a talk for five minutes at a huge conference on a huge platform speaking for five to seven minutes about bullying which it's a personal story for him so and what, what we're trying to do at the conference is really bring that vulnerability out so every speaker will talk about their failures and their challenges and, and that really brings that connection i was watching one of your meetings that you had for the planning of the leadership conference and there was a gentleman sitting there and it stood out for me where he was saying to this young man but what do you want to say what do you want people to know about you you have to know your message first so this art of communication and what I noticed about the people in your leadership conference, there's almost this networking to want to make sure everybody stands out. Everybody is a success yeah. and everybody's message comes across. And you don't find that very often. And that for me is remarkable because somehow you've got you've got the winning ticket right here. Yeah. So the plan is for the conference, it's not about people just speaking just pitching up and talking. We have curator sessions every Wednesday and every Saturday where the speaker comes, he talks to a panel, we invite people to sit on the panel and we really give advice and we craft your speech so it's really impactful and you know Islam is about excellence and yes. that's the, what's the band Absolutely. is all about. So having this leadership conference in Cape Town, when do we get to see it in other parts of the country? Oh, I had so many questions about that uh, yesterday. The plan is, is once the proof of concept works at the end of this month, Inshallah, the plan is got to Durban and Johannesburg for sure. Inshallah. Have it once a year. Inshallah. You spoke about taking podcasts to one more level, knowing it, what was nice for you last night was the fact that you got to hear people who were saying, we listened to the podcast and you realize it's, you know, they, there's a lot of people out there that you may never have met that are being impacted by it. What's the next step going forward for Accidental Muslim? Where do we go from here? Uh, is there more that we can look forward to? Oh, definitely. We have, we have really big, big dreams. Uh, I mean, we already started a video, video element. So when we interview someone on the podcast, we immediately, after the podcast, we have a Facebook Live. Yes. Because people want that immediate uh, you know, satisfaction yes. of, of seeing that person. And so we have a video element as well. The plan at the end of the year is to have a studio. Um, and to really invest into video production. And what part of what Accidental Muslims is about is bringing communities and organizations together to mm. collaborate. We're always uh, we're living in a community that's fragmented. And what Accidental Muslims is about is building that flat platform where we can bring everyone together. When I saw you, your Accidental Muslim platform come up, at the same time I had seen Muslim Youth Council of Entrepreneurs come up, the MICO. And I almost thought it was a brother-sister team because it almost seemed to have come up around the same time. It was mirroring each other. But when I found out that it was two completely independent organizations, I have to take my hat off to you and salute you for the fact that the collaboration has been amazing and so selfless because one organization has never felt the other has taken anything away from it. If anything, you've pulled together and built each other up. Exactly that. It's about sharing resources. I mean, Fems mentioned last night, it's about sharing sharing what you have and that's what Islam is about isn't it it's about bringing communities together it's about compassion and and mercy and these virtues that we we actually lack these virtues in our society at the moment um, and that's why you know 50 years ago when you see a Muslim man with with a face on the street people knew you could trust him nowadays when you see a Muslim person suddenly okay Yes. You know, and I got a WhatsApp, you know, for example, a month ago, my friend, a Muslim friend asked, okay, I'm looking for a physiotherapist. 
but it's he or she mustn't be Muslim. Mm. What happened to that? Yes. That's so sad. Why can't we, you know, yes. deal, interact with one another, you know, to business with one another? So, and that's what your, your messages are coming so strongly across on your podcast. It's about integrity. It's about values. It's about making sure that no matter what you're doing, whether you are a street sweeper, whether you are a CEO, excellence has to come in into every single aspect of what we do. That's exactly that. And for, especially for the youth. So there's a common theme that goes through our podcast. We, we ask similar questions in our podcast about, about what is success, you know, uh, how to be grateful. You know, we remind you about death and we also touch about, uh, touch on, on Quran. And so what we realize is that we need to teach our youth that it's not about the material things. Yes. It's not about the house, it's not about the car, it's not about the brand names, but it's about embodying those virtues that will really lay the foundation. And you know what? If you, if you embody and, and really establish those virtues of integrity, of honesty, of trust and love and mercy, yes. compassion, automatically those material things will come. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, but by that time when it comes, it's not even at the focus or the forefront of what you exactly. want in any case. Yeah, so then it doesn't matter. 100%. I think, you know, what you've described and the qualities you've described are so synonymous of our beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And I think you've embodied that in the job that you are doing and in accidental Muslims, because that's what we're getting across when it comes. And uh, if you've met Khalil and Zahir, they have the most uh, wonderful way of meeting people and coming across because it's not about them. And that's what I love about it. Accidental Muslims has become about the community and you've literally handed that to everyone. Yeah, 100%. I'll give you an example. In Cape Town, we're actually standing back. So what we do is we, we uh, invite guest co-hosts. So for example, that I invite you to host the Accidental Muslims show because we really believe the platform is not about us. It's not about Sahir, not about Khalil, it's about the community. And, and, and you, you know, the ultimate goal is to bring the Muslim community together. Absolutely. Yeah. Khalil, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. I, like I said to you before we started, I knew 24 oh, minutes man. wasn't going to be yeah. enough. Yeah. But we look forward to your podcast to hear yeah. a little bit more about you. He specifically asked not to have too much chatted about his personal life and more about accidental Muslims. But I think it was nice to also get a glimpse of um, who you are in terms of your family as well. Sure. And we hope that the time management Hopefully. works. And I, I love that saying time management is emotional. I think it works for all of us. So, yeah, thank you for the opportunity and make to offer us. And, no, we and um, may Allah forgive us for not trying our best. I mean, and uh, may Allah accept everything that you are doing and may you com continue to impact on many, many more lives. And we thank you so much for making the time to be with us today in our studio. And we will be following you very closely and to watch about the Leadership Congress. And we hope a lot of it will be Skyped and made available uh, on live feed so that those of us not in Cape Town will be able to see it as well. Fantastic. It's always wonderful to be surrounded by strong individuals who not only teach us how to be excellent in ourselves, but how to be able to give the best of ourselves, no matter what the opportunity that stands for. Um, we've uh, chatted to Yasira, who is showing us how to take entrepreneurship to a different level, how to do development of products, how to take development of yourself. And then we've spoken to Khalil, who also talks not just about development of self, but also about building up communities, how to ensure that we see the best in everyone else, how we marry excellence and honesty and integrity and value systems with everything that we do. So on that note, I think it's left us with a lot of food for thought. Go and enjoy an ice cream this morning while you, sell, uh, while you think about everything that we've discussed. We look forward to seeing you next week, same time, same place. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.